everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Infertility Podcast. This is your host, Kathy Quillett, CEO of Tennessee Reproductive Therapy and the Quillett Institute. I'm just really glad to be back in this space. Um, it has been a couple weeks since I launched a new podcast, and that is not because I didn't want to be here or nothing went wrong. It has just been a doozy of a month for our family. Let me just give you the highs and the lows really quick. Um, we went on a little bit of a family vacation and by family vacation, think Airbnb 30 minutes outside of town doing like hikes in national parks. Like we thought we were being as COVID safe as possible. Well, lo and behold, the souvenir that all of us brought home, all four of us was COVID and it has meant a lot of different things for all of us. One of the kids was asymptomatic. The other was asymptomatic. I was symptomatic, but like mildly. So just think cough and like, I want to sleep a little bit more than normal. My husband, y'all in the hospital, still on oxygen. He's home, thankfully. Um, but it has just been a whirlwind, like any symptom you could think like hallucinations, passing out, whatever, like multiple ER visits, whatever. Now I am not going to go into the intricacies of COVID opinions or the politics behind that or whatever, but it's just been a really tough run for the family. And so, um, this is one of those things that I just felt like I had to surrender for a couple weeks, even though I really do find so much joy in sharing this space with you and sharing this space with my guests. But alas, we are good enough to be out. Um, and by out, I mean like front porch out, not good enough to be anywhere else out yet. Um, my husband still is kind of dependent. Um, I mean, he can walk to the kitchen and make himself a sandwich or pour a cup of coffee or something like that, but he's pretty dependent still on oxygen. And so, I mean, he's going to make a full recovery. He's almost, well, I'm not going to say he's almost fully recovered, but we are on the up and up and with just a new empathy for those who have lost and those who have struggled with covid um, his parents also got it at the same time as us. Cause they joined our family vacation and they've done the hospital too. And my, oh my, oh, I should say COVID pneumonia anyways. Um, all that to say, I'm just really glad to be back today. I want to talk about something that finds its way into my office really, really frequently. And I find it, uh, so important to talk about all the time with anybody getting ready to do fertility treatments. And that is ways to brace yourself for IVF or just for fertility treatments in general. Um, because I think a lot of times we get to this place and our support system hears that we're getting to this place. And we think, and this is kind of the truth for some people, but we think that we are closer right now to having a baby than we've ever been. Granted, each month we move forward, we're closer to a baby than what we've been. Um, miraculously so, especially when it comes to fertility treatments, IUI, IVF, whatever might be on your fertility treatment menu. But there are a lot of ups and downs, the pitfalls of failures, failed transfers, 
no created embryos, not as many eggs retrieved, finding out that there's semen issues, whatever that might be, there are really high highs. And so you go into it kind of defeated by the fact that you have to do it anyways. And then you get like this rush of information and kind of rush of adrenaline feeling like we're really close to where we want to be. It's like fertility treatments equals baby and probably really soon because the doctor's going to do this and it's all going to be really easy. And that is just not always the case. Even if things go swimmingly for you, there are still long periods of waits. Even if you have to do two weeks of birth control, those two weeks of birth control, month of birth control, whatever they want you to do can feel so enormously cruel because you've already waited to do this. You think I have been five years without uh, birth control to get me to this point. And now the doctor wants to postpone everything, shut my body down again for me to do fertility treatments. And so all of those weights feel really, really cruel. So there's three things that I want to talk about today to help you sustain yourself and kind of prepare yourself emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and or whatever word you want to there. Um, and the first of those three, I want to say, inform yourself, prepare yourself, inform yourself by gathering information. One of the best, best antidotes or treatments for anxiety going into this is information gathering. We need to prepare for decision-making, know the decisions that need to be made, anticipate the decisions that need to be made so that you feel a little bit in control. I know some people that are like, I don't know why I'm going to the doctor in a couple of days, but I know he's going to run some tests and I feel really overwhelmed because nobody's communicated to me what to expect. My encouragement to you is before you walk in there, schedule a virtual appointment with a doctor, call a nurse, figure out everything that you need to do to prepare, figure out everything that's going to happen for you so that you feel in control. You might still feel like, I don't know what an HSG means. They've explained it. I don't get it, but I know a little bit of what to expect, especially when it comes to recovery time. I have so many clients of mine come into me and say, I have my IUI tomorrow or my retrieval or whatever. Nobody's talked to me about recovery time. Kath, what do you think about recovery time? And I can say like, here's what I know to be a norm. I'm not your doctor. I haven't seen your ultrasound. I wouldn't understand it if I saw it. Okay. What do you need to find out from the doctor so that you are uh, feeling really informed and in control? Also, inform yourself, prepare yourself, prepare your relationship with your partner, prepare your relationship with your friends. Okay. What kind of support do you need? Some people get to a point and I, I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little bit under point number two also, but inform the people around you that are your inner circle, whether that's mom, partner, best friend, employer, best work friend, whatever, sister, prepare them so they know 
I am giving you this information that we're going to do this. Here are expectations that I know how to have for myself. Here are expectations that I can tell my support people to have. For example, I don't need to tell you everything that I'm going to be doing at every step. I'm going to tell you the big things, or I'm going to tell you everything, or I'm going to tell you this, but I don't want you to tell anybody. I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want an opinion. Okay. Once you get informed, inform those who are going to walk closest with you. I'm always going to push mental health therapy, even though I I know that mental health therapists who specialize in fertility treatments and reproductive and maternal mental health are not everywhere, but find a support group, find a therapist to support you through this. I know people who have gone through IVF who have quit their jobs because it's been so demanding for them or felt so overwhelming. Think of all the hormones you're about to push yourself through. Some people need extra support. Some people who have had a really clear mental health before start to struggle with pretty big symptoms of depression. Some people find really big symptoms of anxiety. Some people that might have experienced anxiety before start to experience symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder because everything in their life has to be perfect. Okay. Pace yourself, inform yourself with those support systems. Also try and make your life as simple as possible. Cut out the things that might feel really overwhelming. Don't hear me say, cut out the things that feel life-giving. Those are so important. But if there's obligations, volunteer things that you already feel like, you know what, I barely have time for this. Maybe suspend your partnership with them for a couple months while you're doing IVF. And also what I want to say is prepare to have a plan to help you with whatever helps you relax. You know, obviously been really overwhelmed with everything that's been going on with our family. And I have a doctor's appointment upcoming, super benign. Um, It's about an hour away, just check up. And I told my husband the other day, like, I'm leaving in the morning and I'm coming back for dinner. And this doctor's appointment should be like three hours there and back. But for my mental health, I was like, I'm going and sitting in a coffee shop and I'm going to take a book and I'm not going to do a ton of work and I might start my Christmas shopping because why not? And supply chain issues. So I'm going to go do that. And that to me feels so super life-giving that I breathe. What are some things for you that you feel like are, uh, life-giving for you that you can plan in the middle. Okay. That was still all under point number one. Okay. So point number one was prepare yourself or inform yourself. Number two, what I want to say is pace yourself. It's going to be really easy to feel like I'm so excited. We're finally doing fertility treatments. I'm going to let all the people know. Let me warn you against that. I'm not saying don't tell people. Some people want to come up with their own Facebook page and tell everybody. And then the moment the stick turns pink, they tell the people if that's not you. Okay. First of all, let me say, if that's you, great, fantastic. Okay. If it's not you, that's also okay. You can be somewhat private about this. Excitement says, I'm going to tell all the people, but you wouldn't tell all the people if you were like, 
Um, hey mom, guess what? We tried to have a baby last night. Yeah, we did it in the missionary position. You want any more details? Sure, I'll tell you in two weeks. People look forward to the element of surprise of finally getting to be able to tell people that they're pregnant, the fun baby announcements and whatever. I hear a lot of people by the time they get to transfer, the two week wait's over, the beta's done, your first ultrasound is over. And they think the element of surprise is over. I don't get to surprise anybody. I don't get to tell anybody. This isn't exciting for me. This isn't what I ever wished for because I accidentally told too many people along the way. Pace yourself with who you want to to tell. Pace yourself with who you want to bring in. There might be different people at different times. Also, a lot of people that haven't been through IVF or haven't like studied IVF and the mental health implications are not going to get IVF. Okay. So those people might, uh, like some of your favorite people, you might try and bring in and they're not understanding. Inform them, as I said earlier, as best as you can. But if you feel like they're not in a place that they can support me well, maybe they're just somebody who you say, we're just talking to a fertility doctor rather than I'm going in for my retrieval today. I'll call you when I get done. Sometimes it helps to assign one family member or friend to relay all the news. If you want control, that could be you, but that also could be your partner. It could be like, I'm telling my sister and my sister's going to disseminate all the information. Another way to pace yourself and kind of help your mental health in this process is who do you want to be with and where do you want to be when you receive news? Uh, somebody that I knew going through this was like, I need to not be the one to get the phone call. She was the woman going through the situation. And she said, I need my husband to be the one to get all the news because he can communicate it to me when I'm ready. He can communicate it to me when he thinks I'm ready. And also he can tell me the information, how he knows I need to receive it best. And give yourself a break. For example, if you know you're getting beta news or you know you're getting egg or embryo fertilization news, where do you want to be to get that news? And who do you want to be with? I always tell my clients, bookend it, whether it's good or bad with something positive. Bookend it with something that you want to do. If you know Thursday afternoon, you're going to get a beta and you're kind of nervous about it, but you want to be able to celebrate it or be present with your emotions. What event do you need to plan for that weekend? What event do you need to plan that night? If it's positive, how do you want to respond? Plan it. If it's negative, how do you want to respond and plan it? And definitely don't plan really, really stressful events around the time that you expect to receive any news. The Uh, last thing, and I think this is the thing that we really forget, and this is kind of piggybacking on where I just was, but we're preparing ourselves and informing ourselves. We're pacing ourselves. And here's what I want to say. Treat yourself. The idea behind this whole podcast is how do we live well in the way? How do we thrive? Thriving isn't holding our breath and, you know, getting by, by the skin of our teeth. We forget to have fun. We forget that we're able to enjoy things in life, which we've previously enjoyed. We forget to date our partner. We forget to have fun sex. We forget to go out with the girlfriends because they might have new babies. It's okay to protect yourself from that stuff. But what is also life giving to you? What makes you feel like your spirit can go, ah, 
what, when you think about it, do you go, that's what I do when I get really excited and anticipatory. What makes you feel like there is so much congruency between your mental health, your circumstance, your joy? What's going to help you pace yourself? Sometimes it's still participating in gym classes. Do you love tennis lessons? Continue to participate in tennis lessons. However, your doctor asks you to modify it. Do you need at the end of every, now I know there's like rituals and whatever, like go get McDonald's fries after uh, fertility appointments, whatever. Um, but do you need rituals after, for example, after every morning ultrasound, do you need to take yourself to your local coffee shop and get yourself a beverage on the way to work, even if it makes you 10 minutes later, but it's something that you really enjoy. Do you need to buy yourself a, a plant? Does your husband need to know that he needs to buy you flowers after big appointments? Do you need to have your mom fly in for big stuff? Because that feels like being known that feels like a, a warm cup of chicken noodle soup in the winter or when you're sick, just having that favorite family member around. What is it that's going to help you treat yourself? We so often, my clients so often get to the end of IVF, whether successful or not successful, but absolutely depleted and drained. I want that for you. Whoever you are that's listening to this or all the people I I want to listen to this, how do you want to get to the end of your fertility journey? Pacing yourself, treating yourself, informing yourself so that you feel some control. You feel secure in your relationship. You feel awesome in who you are and in your body. Because listen, what we haven't talked about yet is the ups and downs of the negatives and the positives. We also haven't talked about all of the ever living hormones that are going to cause your body to experience emotional whiplash. You, depending on how far you get into this, are going to, with fertility treatments, have to take at basic, like a Clomid or something like that, all the way up to some really, really difficult hormones. Like when I took Lupron, y'all, I was crazy. And then you get into something like a uh, progesterone, which you take after transfer, which mimics symptoms of pregnancy. Talk about ups and downs of emotional whiplash with that. Okay. There is a full spectrum of essentially like uppers and downers that you're going to be taking in a hormonal, very natural way, but that can wreak havoc on your body. Be informed about them. When you're on them, give yourself so much grace. When I talk about therapy, this is a time in therapy. If I've been seeing the woman for a long time, getting into IVF hormones and whatever is typically time when the, when the woman introduces her partner in and says, we need help because I'm not functioning my best. And I need my partner to come in and hear what's going on for me, but we need some ticks, tricks and tools. There we go. I got those words confused. We need some support to help us get through this because this is a lot bigger 
my hormone fluctuations are a lot more difficult to understand than what we had originally thought. Information, pace yourself, but also treat yourself. Your partner in this sister is not just somebody who's going to poke you with needles, drive you to appointments, or hold you when you cry. Go on dates, have flirty sex, bring intimacy into it, celebrate your anniversary. Whatever it is that you need to do, make plans for the future that can be canceled if you get pregnant or inform yourself, pace yourself, and don't forget, instead of treat yourself, let me say, love yourself, love your relationship, love your femininity, love your future child to prepare for pregnancy and postpartum. Tennessee Reproductive Therapy, we have people throughout Tennessee. If you're in Tennessee and you think I need mental health support, you can get your process started at TennesseeReproductiveTherapy.com. We have mental health support. And we also, y'all have a psychiatric nurse practitioner that can help give you meds for the middle of your journey. Leslie is fantastic and just a beautiful soul. She can totally support you on that. If you're outside of Tennessee and thinking, whoa, my husband and I need a little bit of support, reach out to me at Kathy, C-A-T-H-I-E, at thequillatinstitute.com and let's just schedule a couple sessions. Happy to do that with you and for you. Here for you, y'all, next week, I have Sarah, who is an acupuncturist in Knoxville, and she's going to come and talk to us about the benefits of acupuncture for your fertility, for the physical fertility, but also for your mood and emotions going through this in a way to sustain you. And she is also a super beautiful soul. I know that you're going to find so much uh, benefit from her. Um, so come back for that. You are going to love her and I'm going to love sharing her with you because I feel like if you're in the Knoxville area, she is somebody that you need in your back pocket. Yeah. Um, So I will see you next week between now and then go out and thrive, visit us on Instagram or Facebook at Tennessee reproductive therapy. You can also find me on Instagram at becoming maternal. All right, everybody have a great week. Go out and thrive. Bye y'all.